Hello there, this is Phoebe Phillips of polyamoring.blog, and you're listening to Monocorn Perspectives, where we center the experiences of monoamorous people who find themselves in relationships with ethically non-monogamous partners. This is part two of Should I Stay or Should I Go? In this episode, I chat with two fellow monocorns who, like me, have found relationship bliss with their polyamorous partners. For more resources for folks in mono plus poly relationships, you can check out my new website at monocorns.com. And of course, you can always find my full blog at polyamoring.blog. Without further ado, here is Should I Stay or Should I Go? with Patrick and Jenna. Hello. <laughs> All right. So welcome back to people who are watching or listening. Uh, this is part two of Monocorn Perspectives. Should I stay or should I go? Uh, so joining me today, we've got Jenna and Patrick. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks. So, um, so we'll start pretty simply. Uh, Jenna, why don't you just introduce yourself and kind of give a, a, you know, like the 30 second overview of your situation. Sure. Uh, my name is Jenna. I am calling in from Staten Island, New York. We're the smallest of the five boroughs of New York City. Um, I've been with my partner for five years. I am in a V. She is the hinge and I have one metamorph. Okay. I'm Patrick. Um, I'm Patrick. I'm in Sacramento and uh, I've been with my wife for 17 years. We've been married for a little over 10. Um, she's been poly for six years. Um, and we started for six, we had a lot of structure, kind of stopped for a little while, and then she's been back out for an, the last three years. So. And she's currently dating someone else? Uh, at the moment, she's actually not dating anyone. Okay, so is that- COVID's, COVID's, COVID's made that specific? fun, so. <laughs> what, what's it, that? Is it because of quarantine and COVID that she's not dating or well, she- Yeah, a little bit. It's also like her last relationship kind of ended badly, so she was kind of taking a break. Taking a break, so, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So in, with in particular, uh, because both of you, I believe, are have reached a, a place of acceptance and you're, you're, you're okay with the, the non-monogamy of it all. Um, so uh, was there, a, you know, what was it like on the journey to that? Um, Jenna? <laughs> sure. Uh, I was thinking about your question all day. Um, yeah, I guess I, I was, my answer to that is that I was not given an old like it, I was presented with facts basically like my partner came to me and basically was like I'm having feelings for somebody else and at the end of that conversation it wasn't like and I think we need to end this so the conversation just was like she was presenting me with the fact that she was having feelings for somebody else and I've been in similar situations before um, I'm queer I'm a lesbian I've definitely not a pattern but I guess my my mo of women I've dated women that are generally bisexual or pansexual in some capacity and a lot of my relationships have ended for other relationships or other partners, et cetera. Um, and it was very much of like, I can't, we have to end this because I have feelings X, Y, and Z. So when my par current partner said to me, and I'm having feelings for this other person, it was just kind of si silence. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, are you like, are, is this okay? Like, is this the problem? And it needs to end. And she was like, no. And I was like, well, I don't think it needs to end either. And so we kind of just, we were winging it. <laughs> we started just winging it. And I said that I would stay as long as it didn't start to feel bad. And when it started to feel bad, I would, I, I would told her that I would try very hard to advocate for myself to say, this is not making me feel good. I'm having feelings on X, Y, and Z. So I had no prior experience doing any of this. Neither did she. So 
that was like the short version of kind of what happened. But I think it was because I wasn't presented with, I have feelings for somebody else and I have to, we have to end. Um, That that ultimatum was never put there. And I think it just opened up the floor of like, oh, well, okay. Like, okay, you have feelings for somebody else. Like, I understand. Um, It may also help like my, my metamor um, is very different from me. Um, He's male, uh, which is very personality wise, we're different. So it may have, being a little easier I guess I wouldn't say easy but just different to like accept changes and differences and understand that people can need and want and love different things yeah so a little a little harder to get onto the into that comparison trap when when the person you're comparing to is so different from you it's like well exactly. duh that's, <laughs> that's very different yes yes yeah and I'll never be able to provide what he provides and he can't provide what I prefer very different personality wise but so it just like it, it all kind of clicked together once we just kind of started like riding a bike, like with training wheels, and we took little steps and kind of just took off from there. And uh, Patrick, what was it like? You said that, you know, you kind of had like a stop and start. What was that journey like for you? Yeah, so it's, well, it's kind of funny because we kind of talked about like maybe opening up the relationship for a little while before it actually happened. And then what happened was she, um, a coworker of hers is Polly, and they kind of started talking. And so she's like, hey, you know, this is really something I'd be interested in doing. And so when we first started up, we set up like a really structured thing. Like, you know, we even have like a token system of, you know, like if she gets so, has so many dates with other people, then I get this amount of time. And it really like just put a lot of pressure on her. It, I mean, it, and that's kind of looking back on it. It made it really easy for me to do no emotional labor whatsoever. Like, so it's like, it was all on her. And so it like really kind of stressed her out. And so by the end, she's like, after like dating a couple of times, she's like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's too much energy. Like, let's just go back to normal. And so we kind of went back to that for a couple of years. And then it was around that time that she then was like, hey, I've got really intense feelings for this friend of mine. Like, I'd really be interested in dating. How would you feel about that? Um, And then one of the kind of caveats going into that was like, we can't, and we talked about it previously, was like, we can't have the same sort of structure. It needs to be open and kind of free flowing. And so it's like, it then made me do a lot of like emotional work to be like, okay, like, how am I going to adjust to this? Like, what am I going to do? You know, Um, because, you know, before that, I will fully admit she did most of the emotional labor for our relationship. And so it's, I then had to start kind of like picking up my own end of it and being like, okay, if if I'm feeling bad, how am I going to express that and work through that? Um, And luckily, like the, the one, the friend like is was amazing like she's a very friendly person like helps out everywhere so it it was that kind of made it a little bit easier because it was not someone who I could like just be like oh I hate this person I'm angry at them it's like it's someone we knew and so it's like okay you know yeah she's a great person like I can't really fault you too much there um so it's like we kind of started that process and I mean it it ended up not working out with that friend because of some of her friends, like her friend's other partner, but you know, it's, you know, they kind of gave it a shot for a while. So. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> so it's interesting because I didn't, I didn't put this together when I, when I, when I put the two of you together for this call, but you're, both of you are in a situation where the, the, your partner wants to date someone else who is not the same gender as you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> how much do you think that that helps you be more okay with it? Uh, I would say, like, for me, like, on one hand, it's a little bit of both, actually, because on one hand, it's like, okay, it's not someone like me, so I don't have to worry about it being like me, but then it's like, you also have that fear of, well, are they now going to provide something that there's no way I can provide kind of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. so 
you kind of have to work like for me it was kind of working through both of those well both at the same time yeah what about you jenna <laughs> um the gender thing came afterwards i think the first my first like feelings on it were um just as another person like oh like just having knowing that someone i care about now wants to share their life which also will include me right so now i'm like it was more like, man, I hope they're cool. I hope they're not like an asshole. I'm sorry. I hope they're, you know, no, it's okay. You can curse. I just hope they're like good people. Like, I just hope that, like, that was so much more on my radar than, you know, their, than their, than their gender. Yeah. But, um, I do find like, I notice and I, you know, I notice that gender does play a part, I guess, in other people's stories. I, I have noticed that, um, without pointing that, but yes, like I've noticed <laughs> that. So I don't know. I think the, the gender part did come afterwards. The, the personality thing, like, when I started to think about compersion and compersion, what, is that, what that means, like just moments of, of bonding with my own meta to be like, oh yeah, like you, we're nothing alike or kind of similar in weird ways, but like not exactly. I totally get, I get all of it. It all makes sense. And so the personality had way more to do with everything than their gender. Yeah. On, on my end, I definitely felt like, uh, you know, we all, we have myself and my metamors, we all have these same core values you know, we all really prioritize, you know, honesty, integrity, and um, not, there, there's no weird, suspicious stuff happening. And so it's almost like we're different flavors of ice cream, but we're all kind of ice cream. So, um, you know, well, like, it's, you know, we all, we all fit in this bowl together with our banana. Um, which I did not intend, but it works. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got that makes I mean I get I get totally get that was my bigger fear like I mean I hope I can like spend time with this person too cuz like I knew that was going to be part of it. If if I was going to commit to it, you know, and I I was committed to my partner like there was no reason there was no like red flags to be like well this should end. Like it was like healthy, it was honest, it was like a good good thing and I was like why I don't know. I didn't it didn't make sense to me to end it to like be just because she you know, I was communicating feelings for somebody right, else. Right. So were there moments then where you did have to question, like, do I stay or do I go? Were there difficult challenges that you had to overcome? Yeah. I mean, it was new to my partner. So my partner, what I did not meet her under the guise of being poly. Like I think it was something she was going through or trying to figure out for herself and through just, I kind of met her at the end of her figuring all of that out. And even our meeting each other was kind of like, well, let's, we like each other, but we're not going to commit. It was very like, let's just hang out. And we do, we like each other and let's do that until it doesn't feel good. Similar to kind of what I presented her, which was, she was concerned about me. She was like, I'm a newbie at this. I don't want to hurt you. And it was like, well, I, you have, I just felt like I was like, I, I can only tell you that I, I'm going to take care of myself. Like, you know, and like, I really tried to communicate that. It's really hard when you're like, cause that person who cares about you wants to take care of you, right? Like it doesn't yeah. want, it's hard to, so again, communication is a big part of that. And like repeating it over and over again. It's like, I'm, I'm here, yeah. I'm, I'm committed to this. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You know, like it's, I'm an adult making decisions for myself and kind of taking all that in um, and realizing this is a journey for me too. It's a journey for me too. I've learned a lot about myself through this process. Yeah, that's definitely a common thing that came up in the last chat as well. Um, we yeah. all learn so much of ourselves through this process. It's, it's yeah. even, if, even if a relationship doesn't work out, it's still kind of worth it for what, yeah. what we learn about ourselves. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Uh, Patrick, for you, so there was like a, a, you know, a, a, a start and a stop and then a restart uh, throughout all that process. Was there ever a concern for you that, you know, you might be gone? Like you might not be okay with this? I, you know, definitely the second time, like the first time around, like 
not so much, but that's really because all the pressure was on on my wife. But like the second time around, definitely, like especially when she started expressing like how intense her feelings were for the other person, it's like, okay, well, like is you know you always have that fear of is there going to be room for me? Like you know, having been very monogamous the whole you know for at that point like thirteen years, it's like you don't really know how to quite deal with that at first, and you're like, okay, and you slowly kind of work and feel like, okay, there is room for both of us here, and it's you know, that's the quick version, but in much more like long out process. Um, but yeah, I definitely have had my moments where I'm like, okay, am I, you know, and we had conversation sense of the, am I getting what I need from this relationship? You know, is it still working for both of us? Yeah. I mean, and we still have those conversations now and it's just become part of our relationships. Like, okay, well, things are working great now, but hey, maybe in five years we'll change our mind and it will, you know, look totally different. I mean, we, we've had conversations at times of even just like, well, do we want to just like become roommates now, you know, because we still love each other. We still like consider each other best friends, but it's like, okay, well, do we still like, are we still in it romantically? And it's just kind of becomes a continual dialogue, like yeah. figuring that out. So yeah, that's, that's an actually an interesting thing. I think a lot of people do go through that, but even, and you know, you've been with, you've been with your wife for 17 years. Like it's expected that a relationship, a monogamous one that goes yeah. along will go through some periods of time where it's just more roommatey than romantic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was married. It <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I, I think it's also a practice, you know, we can't, we called it process. Both of us called it a process before. It really does feel more like a practice though. Like every day yeah. you wake up and it's something new and something different and kind of like maneuvering through the day and there's calendars involved in dates and you know, all those things. But <laughs> it feels like every day it's like a, a practice, you know, if you're, I, I, I'm a musician and theater person. So it's like you practice, it's something that you choose to participate in or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, like those are, those are kind of choices, which I find as someone who has never done this before, who's like mono amorous for the most part, I think that's exciting. It's like, it's, and it's also like, it commits every day. It's, I don't know. It's something that always keeps it honest to me. It's just like, I'm here today. I'm yeah. here. I'm showing up. So it seems like the three of us are kind of all in the same boat where we're all viewing these relationships as, as relationships that are meeting our needs and we're happy and we're all willing to accept that at some point, if it's not meeting our needs, we're willing to walk away. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. what would make it, because right now there's not much of a, you know, it's a choice every day to stay in it. Right. It doesn't seem like any of us are sitting there like every day, like going, mm, do we want to, is this time, what would be the types of things or what do you think is the reason why uh, in your relationship it's working so far? Like what would make that not work? What would make it not work? Good question. I was just thinking the same I thing. I mean, if we're trying to, if we're trying to help <laughs> yeah. people make that decision of stay or go, like we're like, well, cause it's great. We're staying, but what would make it not great? I think for me personally, it would be a life change kind of situation. Um, and even that uh, I have a, we have a very great, my partner and I have a great relationship. We don't really argue. I don't know if, you know, whatever that means, people are like, that's not healthy. We just don't, we communicate very well together or we're learning and we're willing to commit, commit to that. So I think it would have to be like, she gets an opportunity or maybe I get an opportunity that for some reason, but even then I think we would still try to figure it out. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know what would, what would do it. Cause I don't think she'd ever be like mean to me at this point. <laughs> yeah, that. Like that, like it would take like me not feeling good about myself when I woke up, you know, that's what it would take me not feeling good about myself or where I am. Yeah. And that's not happened to date yet, right? Like there's not, not to date. Exactly. But every day I wake up and, you know, if I, and even if I'm not happy in life, I still think that I would still try to look at that in my, under the lens of my relationship as well. Like, so again, if I was not feeling right, 
I think something like that where I had an innate thing to do or something that was calling me away, something like that. Yeah, it's actually interesting. And I hadn't put it together this way, but I was in a, my, in my former life working full time for another person. Uh, and I was really unhappy for a really long time, but it was like, but this is my job. This is my career. I have to do this. And it was after a couple of years of doing the self-work through polyamory that I kind of realized, well, this isn't, this isn't what I want. This isn't giving, this isn't feeding my soul. This, and I had the strength to walk away from it, even though it was terrifying and I'm still terrified. Cause like, I wouldn't have had to sell my house if I'd kept that job. So um, <laughs> like, it's still terrifying, but I know I did the right thing for myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there is, there is some, sometimes the things we learn through these relationships actually apply to other aspects of our lives. Absolutely. So yeah, for you, no, Patrick, yeah, totally. now that you've had a, a few more minutes <laughs> to try and come up with an answer, what would make it not work? Um, I'm like thinking about it. I think like really like if it hits a, it, it seems very vague, but if it hits a point where we're like really where we aren't able to like communicate like we are and or one of us is just really not finding it to be as fulfilling as happy as we were. Like, it's hard to like think of what would hit that point for either one of us. Cause I mean, there, there have definitely been moments where it's like, it's been tough, but it hasn't been enough where it's like, you know what, I'm kind of done. We've, I would say we've probably had a couple close moments, but you know, nothing that has really like tipped the balance that way. So, but I, I think part of it is like really with us, like if our communication suddenly stopped, that would probably be the quickest way. Cause it's like, as of right now, we've hit some kind of hit the edge, but we've always like, one of us has always been able to kind of like talk it out and kind of get back to where we wanted to be. Yeah. So. Now in both of your situations, you live with your partners. Um, yep. If, if that was a thing that would change, would it be one of those things where you're like, do I still want to be in this? I, I would be okay. My partner lived across the street from me before we moved in together. Uh, and uh, she was more hesitant to actually move in here with me. Um, but I think at this point we're committed. Future stuff though, like we, we have, we have just thinking about future stuff. Like, what does that look like? You were saying about your house, like all these infinite possibilities now, like, wow, what's the next thing? Like, we're cool here. We're not moving anywhere right now. But like, just when you dream about that stuff, what are this, what does the future look like? It's not necessarily scary to me personally, but too many options sometimes like oh the options are infinite now <laughs> yeah no i was gonna say i'm like the same way where it's like i think before i would probably would have said oh yeah if we weren't living together it wouldn't work but now i'm like well you know it might be nice to have a little more space and more time to myself <laughs> like uh, it might yeah, actually yeah. work out better like mm -hmm. yeah because i'm i'm on the other side of that one where i don't live with my partner uh but you know we we have been considering the polycule moving in together yeah. Um, and currently yeah. that's not something that's working because we can't find the space that, you know, we are, we are four adults who are kind of used to having our own space. Um, so it's not like we can just, you know, shack up in a small house with four <laughs> tiny bedrooms. Like we need kind of sprawl. Um, so, you know, but we're, you know, we're willing. And, and if you had asked me even three months ago, if I would ever be willing to live with my partner and metamors, I would have been like, oh, no, no, no. But I don't know. I think COVID is changing some perspectives here and there. Sure. Um, I'm seeing it in a lot of groups that yeah. long-term, I'm going across the board from polyamorous to monoamorous and, you know, whatever. Uh, people spending too much time together and it's not working. It's not working because they're not used to not having commutes and work time to not be right next to their partner. 
Um, (laughs) And I'm on the other side of that where I'm like, COVID made it so that instead of seeing my partner twice a week, I was seeing him only once a week for a while. And that was not feeling like enough. And I was doing a lot of that questioning of, is this relationship still going to (laughs) survive if I'm not getting, you know, for me that, that quality time need met. And, and what kept me in it was this is temporary. You know, this relationship is too good to throw it away because of a temporary problem. And over time we have gotten it now up to twice a week, every other week. So it's like starting to, but yes, all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone in my house. I miss having human contact. I didn't yeah. realize how yeah. much oh, just yeah. sitting at a, at a, in a, in a coffee shop, mm-hmm. even if I wasn't talking to anybody, just being around other people. I, f- I didn't realize how much I needed it because I'm a bit of an introvert. So I'm good with living alone, but now yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I think, I think COVID, like you said, I think, I think lots of people just thinking about their own situations, questioning what's important, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Patrick, you know, your, your wife is currently not dating anybody else. Um, yeah. but is, is, is COVID enough of a, re- so, okay, hang on. I'm going to back it up a little <laughs> bit. Cause I have, I, I like to, in my brain, things kind of get categorized. And what I have found is that there are two types of ethically non-monogamous people. And one of them is constantly like searching. Like if they only have one partner, they feel like it's not enough and they're searching for additional connections. And the others are more like if someone falls in my lap and the feelings are there, I'm not going to shut it down. That is definitely much more of my wife is the fall in your lap kind of like. So she's not actively searching. It's not because of COVID. It's just that's always been her MO. Yeah. And then that's the thing is because she's, she's done like some of the dating app things and found a couple of people that way. But it's one of those things that's always felt more work than her than it was it payoff. So yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way, by the way. (laughs) I try once a year to go on a date and I'm like, this is garbage. (laughs) I don't like this. How do you do this? What is happening? So much work. Why do you do this? (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel that's, I mean, I, my partner, um, my partner is when we kind of connected with each other, she was already in a space of really learning about herself. And so she has, uh, she found, uh, she started, she's known my metamorph since they were younger and they like reconnected as adults. And so this was like, kind of like a, rela- a relationship that was always, or friendship that was always there that kind of has always circled her life. And this, she's not out looking for other folks. Like she's dating him and dating myself and just, she's uh, talked about it. Like she doesn't, is not interested in like another sort of relationship. She's fulfilled in what she has. If one of us were to exit the relationship, she may find and try to replace that, you know, and have this sort of dynamic. Um, but that we, I think that would happen at that point. Mm-hmm. And has COVID affected how often uh, she sees other, her other partner? Yeah, we usually, uh, we're kind of back to our normal schedule um, only because we quarantined because we were in New York City. So we quarantined for like the, the two months. So she didn't see him for almost that whole time. I think once or twice. Um, and then yeah, and then when the, but also he was, it was kind of okay for him because he had anxiety about it anyway. And I also have two other roommates who at the time were still going, traveling to the office, commuting, et cetera. So for his own health, he was like, and he has asthma. He was like, I'm going to stay over here. So as much as it was tough, he was also good for him. Um, but then after the two weeks, I'm oh, sorry, two months, we, uh, we kind of opened up and have like a little, a little group of folks that we, very close that we have opened up to because everyone's been quarantined and, and tested. Um, and so that's been happening. So we basically split the week. So I'll probably have her, I guess she'll be with, uh, with me three or four days and then with him for the other ones. I probably have more days, but just because her life is based out of here. 
if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it is uh, with my partner, you know, his, his home base, he's got, you know, he has an address where his mail shows up, right? Yeah. He kind of pretty much lives out of a backpack because he's, right. he's, well, he's you have, traveling you have around. three metamors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like this one, then this yeah. one, this one, then this one. Um, and yeah, sometimes it's not, a, we're less scheduled. Like we don't necessarily have a calendar, but so we just, she just tries to be, because there's only the two of us just mm-hmm. trying to be she tries to be present without it being too scheduled of like spending time with each other but yeah we we basically split time with each other yeah, yeah. and then patrick for for you um when when she was dating were there issues that would come up when she would like you know not come home at night um i i, yeah, I would say that was probably the most challenging thing like at the beginning was like okay you know not not bugging her as far as okay what time are you going to be back like kind of thing and kind of giving her that space is, you know, it goes late, it goes late kind of thing. But yeah, at the beginning, it was, it was definitely a challenge. And so we kind of, she, we found that like me having at least a loose guideline of, okay, you're going to be back at this time kind of helped me out. So we made it more of a more loose thing than a strict thing that, you know, at the beginning. Like, here's my goal. My goal is to yeah, come exactly, back this yeah. time. Exactly. That doesn't seem feasible. I'll let you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So does she have, and when, when she was dating someone else, does she ever have overnights or no? No. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. So how do you, how do you handle it? Now I'm, I'm kind of veering it off our topic for today, but I'm curious. Um, right. How do you handle it with the kids? Um, so if like when, when she was dating, we'd have it set, she would have kind of her nights to go out. And so I would cover the kids. And then kind of the flip side of how we organize that is that I could then have my nights where she would take over the kids. And so I could go out and do whatever I wanted to do, whether I would hang out with friends, whatever. So kind of, kind of split the time that way. So no one felt like they were always stuck with the kids. Yeah. That's really important. I'm, I'm yeah. glad to hear that's how that was happening. <laughs> um, do your, are your kids aware of the dynamic? Uh, my, my daughter is, she's, well, she's 14 now. She, she was, cause she was old enough that we could kind of explain what was going on. Um, and then my nine-year-old, he just thinks, you know, they're friends. So it's, mommy, you know. mo- mommy does sleep over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's hanging out with friends. So. Okay. I love it. I love it. No, I, I think it's really, um, for me, it kind of warms my heart when people are not trying to hide it and not trying to paint it as like a bad thing, but it doesn't surprise me that that's how you approach it. Like, because, you know, I, I would say like on, on a scale of one to 10 in monocornness, y'all, y'all are both like at a nine and 10, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. Um, <laughs> but people, people closer to five and six, sometimes will just worry about how it will affect the kids. Um, but all of the, all of my friends that have kids, like the kids are all fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have children, but I think a lot of that has to do with love and honesty, just like, just like the relationships you're building. I mean, I, I'm, I'm speaking again without children, but if I were to have kids or a young person in my life, you know, I tr- you know, gotta be as honest as you can be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's about giving them like as much information as they need, but maybe not, you know, trying to go overboard either, you know? Yeah. There's uh, someone once uh, suggested, you know, you kind of give them the information that you, you let them tell you how much they have figured out and then confirm yeah. or deny that. Right. So yeah. it's like, what do you think is happening? And they're like, well, <laughs> I think it's this. And you're like, okay, yeah. yeah. But you're not like giving them like, well, let me get, tell you all of this information. That's way <laughs> too much for your little brain. Like, yeah. <laughs> let them set the tone for what they want to know they'll tell you well and it was funny because like one of uh one of my metas like my son it she was his best friend like whenever she was around it's like oh that's my best friend you know <laughs> that's so cute that's so cute i mean i think and i 
having been married to someone who was previously married and had a child from a first relationship um, and whose mother lived with him, um, the, the, the dynamics, I think it was like the dynamics of being in a, in a relationship with someone who's gone through divorce and they're co-parenting and then have another adult in the house. I think that prepared me for this. Where it's like, I'm, I'm actually used to the idea of having to balance needs with people who have to be in this person's life. Like they're not, it's not up to me. I don't choose them, but I can make the most of it. Um, and that, I think that it helped a lot. So a, a lot of times when, when people are struggling with, should I stay or should I go? Because they're feeling a lot of jealousy. Um, it's like, well, what if it was this situation? How would you handle it? Because it's just the, the addition of the sex part that's troubling you. And without that, there is framework for this. Absolutely. I would, yeah, echo yeah. everything you said, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. A lot of the jellies, in the beginning, a lot of, you were asking about overnights and things like that. Like, if, if those feelings came up, which was rare, it was very much, I made sure to, I made sure before I brought anything to my partner that I really reflected on why I was feeling that way. Before, yeah. I, before you start like, it's you. It's definitely what you're doing. It's not. It's how I'm feeling and why am I feeling that way? So just what, you know, connect to what you said for sure. Yeah. That's definitely something that I also found that I was doing um, when I would have a feeling I've had at the time I was in an IRC chat room for polyamorous people. And I'd be like, okay, I need to process this before I bring it up to my partner because I want to understand what I'm feeling. And I want to hear from other people's perspectives of like, you know, what's it like for you? And then yeah when I show up with, okay, here's the feeling that I had, I would have kind of like an answer, like, and this is what I need. Um, so it's like, oh, you know, I, I, I feel nervous about this or that, but you know what I need is I just need to know when's the next time I'm going to see you um, before you leave. And that way I'm not sitting there wondering if I'm ever going to see you again. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, totally. um, so, I mean, there you have it folks from three monocorns who are totally <laughs> fine with this. Uh, the answer is when it feels bad, we'll leave. But so far, it hasn't felt bad, so we're kind of here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think it's possible for anyone to get to this place? Uh, I think you have to want to. I think you have to want to get to this place, and that's okay if you don't want to. Like, right? But Agreed. I think you have to want to. And the same before practice. I think. I think the two people that want to get here can get here. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and, and, and exactly what you said. It's okay if you, if you turn out that you don't want to. And in the, the first, in part one of this conversation, we actually did talk to someone who, it ended up that that's not what she wanted. Um, but like the rest of us, she also said um, that the, the, the self-work that came out of it made it all worthwhile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have no, no regrets so far, for sure. I can't see. I mean, it would take a lot for me to say I ever would have regretted this at all, no matter what yes. happens in my future. I mean, I've yeah, had some here. pretty crappy relationships prior yeah. to this one. <laughs> but they yeah. were all training me for this one. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't experienced that bullshit in the past. So <laughs> That's right, for sure. So, you know, if, if I hadn't known about how people do unethical polyamory, I wouldn't have known how to recognize ethical polyamory when it landed in my lap. Yeah. Hmm. We did it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Uh, this was wonderful. Thanks for your space. The spaces you've created have been a little sanctuary, literally for, for I think, for folks like myself. So thank you. Oh, yeah, well, no, I, 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 
same exact thing. Like I've actually recommended it to other people. I'm like, I recommend hey, you know, your check this time. out. Yeah. Podcast, <laughs> uh, thank you just for creating a space for folks like us. I know that we're not, I mean, maybe we're even rarer than the, than the monocorn. Is there a monocorn monocorn? Um, that it just, <laughs> I, I know that, but I appreciate the space that you've created because it's few and far between. I mean, for yeah. me, it was a matter of, it was a space I needed for myself. So I was yeah. like, who's going to show, I need to find my people yeah, because yeah, this yeah, group so. doesn't work and this group doesn't work. So I'm just going to, oh, yeah. you know, if you build it, they'll come, right? Yeah. So, exactly. so, so that, those are my thoughts. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for creating a space like that. Yeah. And oh, thank yeah. you both for jumping on this call. And, um, and, and yeah, I, I am beyond thrilled with how these first two have gone. Uh, for now, it's going to be a monthly situation because, like I said before, I have no idea where I'm going to live a month from now. Uh, I Hello might be there. in my parents' house this is Phoebe for all I know. That's not a thing that I'm blog. looking forward to. And, and you're listening to Monocorn Perspectives, so. <laughs> where we center the experiences know, but I try of monoamorous people who find yeah. themselves um, in relationships with ethically so, uh, non-monogamous so partners. So we will, again, if you're this watching, is part and you have any questions should I stay or should I go? Jenna or Patrick, in this episode, I chat with two fellow monocorns who, like me, have found relationship bliss with their polyamorous partners. in the group. And you for have more resources for uh, folks in mono plus poly relationships, you can check out sure my new website at monocorns.com. to the right people. And of course, you um, can always find you my full blog so, so at polyamory.blog. Thank you very much. Thank Without further ado, here right. is Should I Stay or Should I Go Bye. with Patrick and Jenna. <laughs>